I lost three years in a row, by the way. The first year, I was like, I didn't even make it to the second round. Mm -hmm. The next year, I thought I did very well. And I feel like I got cheated by the judges, but I didn't quit. You know, I kept coming yeah. back until I, like, I proved mm -hmm. the point. The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefi Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special alpha for you today. Today, we have a true trailblazer in the realm of Middle Eastern music and nightlife, a creative force disrupting the international music scene. He's not just the first Emirati DJ to have number one album on iTunes, but also one of the stars of Netflix show, hit show, Dubai Bling, often hailed as the DJ Khaled of the Middle East. He has performed with global icons like Drake, Beyonce, and Coldplay. Born and raised in Dubai, our alpha guest today, Marwan El Awadi. Am I correct? Perfect. Perfect. He's more commonly known by his electrifying stage name, DJ Bliss. From winning the Palm DJ of the Year Award in the late 90s to hosting his own TV show, That's Entertainment. And now gracing the global stage, DJ Bliss has seamlessly blended his passion for music, entrepreneurship, and entertainment. He's not just a DJ. He's a multifaceted artist, a TV presenter, and a radio personality with an impressive career spanning decades. DJ Bliss has not only established his, himself as one of the leading personalities in the UAE, but has taken his unique sound to international heights. Today, we delve into his incredible journey, the evolution of his career, and the insight he has gained along the way. So, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the pioneer of the music and nightlife scene in the Middle East and the one and only DJ Bliss. Marwan, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. That's a great introduction. I love it. Did you guys write? I, I know some of it is available online, but did you rewrite it? Of course. You have to send that to me because that's that's a good bio. There's only <laughs> one only one mistake of, uh, about me. my uh, award that I won yeah. in late in the 90s. I yeah. mean, I'm old, but not that old. <laughs> I was I was graduating from high school and I was in university in the late 90s. But the, the DJ Palm Award was in the 90s? It was in the, I won that award in 2005, 5 ah, or 6, yeah. Okay. But listen, it was a great introduction, 99%. Like you got A+, plus, so <laughs> I appreciate. It. But you really deserve it. Thank you. Man, you were one of the when we were all watching with the team sitting here watching Dubai Bling, you're our favorite actor in the uh, show. Thank so you. We, we're very happy to have you today. Thank you very much. Before we start, let's say when we publish the episode, people mm -hmm. will look at the thumbnail, will see the title, yeah. see the graphics, and they will think that's a really interesting episode. What can we promise them that they will gain today if they give us their time? Whatever. I mean, you're getting a story of a local kid from Dubai, born and raised, never left for high school, university to like, you know, be... Uh, you know, in a situation to not in a good or bad way, but, uh, you know, born and raised here, like created here and yeah. also made in Dubai. Mm -hmm. And it's a success story of someone who's uh, born and raised over here without any handouts. You know, it wasn't like something that was given to me from my parents or uh, anybody else. You know, I had to go out and make it happen, make it happen, learn myself. And, uh, you know, as you can tell from just reading the bio, like I went through different things in my life to get to where I am today. True. And uh, that's been sort of the secret to my success. You know, it was never enough to stop with whatever I got. I always wanted more. I wanted to be better. And I, uh, you know, I'm a Gemini by uh, my star sign. Yeah. So I always, you know, find like new <laughs> ideas that I want to do and want to go after it. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, to get to where I am today, and I hope to, my story inspires, even if it inspires one person out there who is sitting in their room wondering if they can ever make it, like this is it to tell you that yes, you can, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to happen. Thank Before you. we start, how are you today? How do you feel today? I'm actually, I'm doing great today. It's, it's yeah. been a great day. You know, sometimes like... Um, the energy of the day is right. And yeah. I felt like today was that kind of day. I woke up, I watched the basketball game. My team won. Um, Which team? Uh, the, the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good day. I watched the Lakers win. It's always a good start to the morning. And then generally, like, 
I think if you start your morning on a positive note, True. like your rest of the days always goes like that. So that's 100%. why they tell you don't pick up your phone, don't read the news, mm. don't uh, social media. Da, 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 yeah, so uh, I'm trying to like focus a little bit more on that stuff, and uh, it's it's working. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's been a good day. I'm not gonna lie. And the weather in Dubai is amazing. Ooh, we're just talking about that now. <laughs> Let's say everybody knows who's Marwan, mm -hmm. but if I ask you who's Marwan from yeah. your perspective, if you want to give it in a nutshell to the, to our audience. Yeah, like I said, you know, kid from Dubai. Born over here, you know, my father was uh, in, in the toy business. I used to always like go with him to his office or like work at his shop. I learned like, uh, you know, my entrepreneurial skills came, you know, from a very young age, like uh, even in my high school, I used to go and help them out in the summer or whenever I had time off. And then the uh, sort of the music side came during school days. I actually used to be like in a band. I used to play the yeah. guitar and drums first. My brother taught mm -hmm. me. And then I was doing like um, radio a little bit in my school. And then I wouldn't get invited to any of the parties. I wasn't part of the cool kids mm -hmm. in school. So I thought, you know, how could I get to all these parties? And I thought like DJing would be the answer. And wow. yeah, it was, it was, uh, I knew there was something there. I didn't know for sure this is what I wanted to do or if I, you know, had a clear picture. Mm -hmm. I still went to high school. I went to university and studied IT, business information technology, but. You never worked in this field? Not really, no. Mm -hmm. You know, I did do, I did do like, um, I worked for a multinational company for like a short six month uh, yeah. stint. And then I realized that, and this was like mid me being in radio and TV, because as soon as I graduated from uh, university, I was already DJing a little bit on part-time yeah. and I was making like good money. I was able to mm -hmm. buy my own car mm -hmm. and uh, go out and do my own thing. And then I got a job in radio and then it was like, it was good. You know, it was difficult in those days to tell my parents that I was gonna, I went to this, I went to high school, university to now just become True. a DJ. How did you pass this? Because in our culture, I would say, yeah. saying I'm going to be a DJ, mm, yeah, I think it's a little bit tough. I think the radio, the radio helped a lot. Uh, you know, uh, it was like I was going in during the day and I was doing the radio stuff. It was helping me for my DJing stuff as well. But I think for my parents and for the culture and for society as a whole, mm -hmm. it helped because it wasn't like I was doing just DJing. I think if I was just DJing, sleeping all day, just going to DJ at night, uh, I could have lived like that. I think it would have been a problem. Then from radio, went into TV. So it became a situation where my parents went from like, yeah, you know, what are you doing with your life? Why don't you be like all your other siblings and like go into like get a real job or, you know, do something that's more professional mm -hmm. into, hey, that's my son. He's on TV, you know, like that's how the, when, when they talk to their friends, yes. you know, the, the you know, the culture. Part, yeah, yeah. The proud part comes in. <laughs> Who taught you guitar? Yeah. My brother, actually. You have family of five. We're anyway. a family of five. Yeah, we're a big family. And uh, and funny enough, I was the black sheep of the family. So mm -hmm. I was the only one like outside. And my brothers, two of them were working for multinationals. Mm -hmm. My third brother was in finance. And my sister was working for a university. No way. Now we're trying to fight to see who is the black sheep. <laughs> my two brothers got into like content creation and media. Oh, really? My brother went from, um, my younger brother went from uh, going finance into like, uh, he's now a cinematographer. Mm -hmm. And my sister is like the first female Emirati chef uh, so wow. we kind of like all all switched over I told you I was the black sheep now we're like <laughs> who's the black sheep <laughs> but how the becoming a DJ came to your mind just because you want to join the parties really it was really it was kind of like started like that you know just collecting music and you know trying I was like you know I, I can throw some parties I can mm -hmm. be in you know uh, go to these parties and be a part of it and then, you know, I got a job in the summer after I graduated from school, which I got fired for, by the way. And they had professional equipment. And when I went there, I wasn't doing my work. I was supposed to talk and play the music. I was learning how to mix songs. And I'm like, oh, this is very fascinating. And just quickly, I learned that this thing is like a hobby for me. And, you know, I told you my trait, I love learning new things. So I was learning, learning, and quickly I became very good. Whoa. And within the span of like three years from that date or three to four years, I already was in DJ competitions. I won that one five years later. And the prize was to play at uh, Ministry of Sound in London. Oh my God. So tell I was, me about this, but tell me, I want to know about this because this award is big. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a great thing back in those days. We didn't have anything like that. And I lost three years in the row, by the way. The first year I was like, I didn't even make it to the second round. Mm -hmm. The next year I thought I did very well and I feel like I got cheated by the judges, but I didn't quit. You know, I kept coming yeah. back until I, like, I proved the mm -hmm. point. Like I want to do this. And that was, the, that was the last time. The time I won was the last time I took part in a competition. And it gave uh, me a, so that was the last one. That was, a, yeah, yeah. The, the third and last time. And it gave me a taste of what international DJing and touring was like. You know, the, I remember the prize. I remember it so well. Like I got like 12 headphones. Mm -hmm. They said like, you have like a year's supply of headphone. I got like uh, one of the first DJ softwares that used to work on a laptop. I got this like bag. I still have that bag till today. I got this uh, 
trip to the UK to yeah. DJ at Ministry of Sound. So I'm like, wow, this is like pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So to get a taste of that, then I was like, okay, I want to do this more and more. This this award made you feel that you really succeeded in this route or not? Yeah, you know, awards are weird ones. I, you know, I, but that's I, a big. It, it is, yeah. But you know, it's also. I always I, I judge the DJ competition recently. I always tell them I don't like DJ competition because ten people walk out upset, one person walks out uh-huh. happy. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not very motivational for everyone who you know joins the competition or whatnot. And it's a very difficult thing to judge. It's not a game of football or basketball where you score two points and the other person didn't score and it's two zero. No, mm-hmm. you're sitting with three people. You don't know what kind of day they had, mm-hmm. what kind of taste they have, and uh, you're leaving your. Your your fate is in the hand of these people sitting in front of you and how they're going to perceive what you're going to do. So it's a difficult one. Yes, for sure, it helped me out. I don't regret it. But I also want to tell people, like, it's not it's not what makes you. Like, there's awards that happen every year for uh, best DJ in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a magazine, which I'm not going to name, but they never even nominate me. Like, no they have never nominated me. And there's, there's magazines who have given the award to other DJs in the years where, like, I've done like the Special Olympics, which ah, got okay. broadcasted mm-hmm. on CNN and to like to five million people. His Highness uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed was at the like the Special Olympics. Like I was doing that, mm-hmm. and I still didn't win. So it's not always one plus one is two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a weird one. When the Dubai Blink show came, mm. can you tell us about this experience? Yeah, and I'm I, sure it it puts you. You were on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And then, But I think it put you for a global recognition much bigger. Definitely, for sure. Um, you know, when they first came to me, I thought it wasn't real. I ignored the email. Then they wrote me another email. And I was taking these meetings. And I was like, this is not real. They were sending me like... Uh, NDAs. And, uh, NDAs and stuff. But it didn't have Netflix written on yeah. any of these NDAs. So I was like, this is not real. Big TV yeah. Network, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then like it was... We just went in for interview, interview, interview. Then they said, yo, you're selected. We're going to send you the contract. I was like, all right. I still didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. When the contract came and I saw the Netflix uh, name in there, I was like, oh, wow, this is real. Mm-hmm. And it was a risk, you know, going on to a show where, you know, you don't control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a risk I was willing to take, but I knew that I was going to go on the show and I wanted to be myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first line that you hear me say on the show, if you if you watch it, like it says, you know, I want to be the world famous DJ Blizz. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I was doing shows around the world and outside, but this is like Netflix gives you a whole other platform like everywhere around the world. And True. it's, uh, it, you know, it helped me for for my career for sure. In what sense? Just being able to travel more, you know, like this summer I, I DJed at a, one of the biggest festivals ever. It's called Untold in Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there was like 100,000 people every day. When I DJed, I DJed after Martin Garrix. They yeah. said there was like 60, 50, 60,000 people over mm-hmm. there. So I think an opportunity like that for sure came as a result sure. of, you know, a show like uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest international gigs I've ever gotten in my life. And, And you're continuing with them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah There definitely. are a couple of more things coming with Blink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, season two uh, should be coming out soon. We don't have an exact date yet. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as the show is successful, people like it, and, you know, they're creating the show, then I'm yeah. happy to be a part of it. By knowing your character now, mm. for sure you wanted to leave the audience watching this show with a particular message. What did you want? I just wanted to be myself. That was the most important thing. You know, I wasn't there for the drama. I wasn't mm-hmm. there for, you know, um, I wasn't there for the hype or anything like yeah. that. I don't want to be boring. Obviously, you know, we're mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, it's TV. You're watching yeah. something. And also, uh, like, you know, I was the first Emirati that they reached out to um, to be on the show. So I'm kind of like representing for my community as well. So I have to be a little bit careful in terms True. of what I did. Um, you know, it's always been like in the back of my mind, like whatever I do, like, Will my will my mom and dad be okay to watch this or, you know, uh, see what I'm doing? Will, like, you know, will, like... It was like, really visible from the show. Well, you yeah. know, like, high-ranking people, if they watched it, would they be happy or disappointed? I always wanted them to be happy and content with what I was mm-hmm. doing, you know, because I'm representing, I'm waving the flag for the, for, for the UAE on the show. If we talk about business, we always talk about the USP, your unique setting proposition, being unique. Yeah. Your music is unique because you're infusing the our music culture mm. into international. Yeah. Is that, am I correct or not? And how yeah. do you, you make yourself unique in the, I would say in the marketplace, let's put it this way. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through a transition right now into in terms of what kind of music I'm, I'm going to make and play. It's definitely more high energy, like dance music. And then also, you know, the Arabic roots are very important. Mm-hmm. I've infused them into like a couple of songs. You know, I made one song about karak, which is like a mm-hmm. drink that we love over here. It's tea with milk. Yeah. Um, you know, my other song, Crazy, has like, it's very obvious it has like mm-hmm. Arabic sounds in there. 
Um, and then, you know, some of the stuff I'm working on right now, they're like remixes of sort of like Khaliji songs. So yeah. I'm trying to infuse, keep like an identity over here because if I put out any song and you listen to it and you don't know that it's me, it's, it's, it's not a, it, it doesn't have True. what you, what you spoke about, which is uh, the identity exactly. or the unique selling point. So that's the goal, you know, but it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. You have to just make it and put it out. I'm sure like any business, right. True. Or like, I, you know, I have this cafe Karak Inc as well. Like. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We make these drinks. I love it, you know. But until you put it out, let Get people try it, and then you you start to understand. Oh, they like it a little bit sweeter, or they mm -hmm. like it uh, not sweet, or they like it as long as it's Instagrammable, or they like it as long as they can. I don't know. Uh, bring mm -hmm. a friend with or whatnot. And you update, modify, and along the way, yeah. Why DJ this? Oh, great, great question. So blissful when I, environment, kind of. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. At at the time I chose the name, mm -hmm. I didn't. I I knew the meaning of it. I heard it in two songs, and I was like, let me check the meaning. And the meaning's like extreme form of happiness. Uh -huh. So I was like, oh, this is a great word. And then I said, this it's a, it sounds great, like DJ Bliss. So I just it was that's exactly how I chose it. Mm -hmm. But like now, years from now, it's you know I'm a spiritual person as well. It's mm -hmm. like how I like to feel always. I want to feel blissful. It's how I want to. Uh, people in the room to feel if I'm in there if mm -hmm. it's how I like people to feel when I'm DJing so it's really like it's it's a name that I always say it's a name that chose me I didn't choose the name it and it really up. many years later is when I really understood the 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 meaning of having mm -hmm. this name be associated it's really impactful pandemic mm. entertainment mm. how did you survive the pandemic and the challenges I'm sure you faced a lot of challenges during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because obviously the first thing that happens, entertainment got shut down. But uh, I, I was fortunate. My, you know, my kid was really young, and my second daughter was born during the pandemic as well. So I got to spend like some time, which I don't think I would have ever been True. able to. Although I am with them during the day, but if you know, non-pandemic, I'm on little sleep during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was sleeping and being with them, mm -hmm. so that was the the good part of it. And then, as far as entertainment, I tried to not think about it too much. I've been DJing like my whole life. Yeah. I was like, you know, the only time I get off is Ramadan, and usually sure. Ramadan, if I could, I'll travel to mm -hmm. see certain places or do some stuff. So this was the first time for two to three months. It was my break, and I feel like I deserved it. I didn't try to do anything. I could have traveled. I could have gone and, like, there was still Dubai, like, opened up pretty quick. I didn't jump mm -hmm. to rush into it either. So I took my time. I was like, you know, this is a great time to reset, re reconnect. And ah, so you didn't take it as a hit? You no. You just enjoyed the moment no, yourself, no, recharge? No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, I was doing some live stuff from my room. It was a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, doing live yeah. on Instagram yeah. and whatnot. But... No, it was it was a time to really kind of like reset. Uh, I had some businesses as well. That was the hard part. My Karak business, Karak Inc., like yeah. we opened in January and the pandemic was in March. I remember we were at our l official launch party, which was in March. Um, at the party, people were telling me that they're going to close everything in a couple of days. I'm like, it's impossible. And then it boom, next week, everything closed. Whew. Yeah. And you opened after the pandemic again. I didn't shut. So I, I had to act quick i had to put a menu together initially it was supposed mm. to be you stop typical uh you know stop beep your horn cut comes out mm. a few sandwiches or whatnot we just have to expand our menu go into delivery model yeah. and that's uh, that's what we did my, my sister who's the chef also came in mm. and helped me out so uh you know we have to, we have to adapt i think the name of the game is survival over here 100 and perseverance because that's my next question to you i know that your success you contributed to more to your perseverance and your goal setting yeah am i correct yeah so if I ask you now, like after all this journey, what kind of, I would say, character attributes you have that contributed to who you are right now? Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I, I used to do these vlogs and I always used to tell people it's about two things. One is definitely perseverance. And, you know, you it's it's just one of those things where you don't quit, you know, you, you keep doing it. I, you know, I read something that a lot of people who uh, fail at something they do, they usually quit right before they're going to make it. And that, that thing stuck in my mind like uh, really hard. And, you know, little things like 5% uh, of the world's population own 95% of the wealth. But those 5%, the, the the kind of work they put in or who they are, I always like looked into what they are. And they're usually hard workers. No one got a handout. There's no True. shortcuts. So, yeah, being consistent and persistent, I think, are probably two of the most important things. If I ask you what was your lowest, I would say, moment in your journey or mm. the worst challenge that you faced, you passed through a lot of things. Yeah. Like, what could be? And what lessons did you learn from? Yeah, I mean, 
you know, when we spoke about COVID, it wasn't like it was, like I said, I had time to myself, but it wasn't all like amazing. I, in the back mm -hmm. of my mind, I was thinking, is things going to go back to normal? I have three businesses on my mm -hmm. hand. I've got a family. I've got, you know, I'm, I, I work myself and, you know, I'm the provider of my mm -hmm. family. Are things going to go back to normal? Because I'm in the entertainment business and it seems like entertainment is the first thing that got shut. So there was a time over there where I was a little worried about what was going to happen. And I tried not to think about it too much, but it was, you know, that was definitely one of the points. And then there's good and bad days. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like our, mm -hmm. my Instagram or anybody's Instagram makes you think that everyone's life is great 24-7, like 365 days a year. But it's not true. We have good days and bad days. Uh, it's about uh, balancing. It's about figuring out how to overcome these, you know, bad days, learning the lesson and just having a better day as a result. Mm -hmm. You shared the stage with icons. Mm. And from two things, it fulfills you as a person. And the second thing is 100%, it is putting UAE on a global map. Mm -hmm. It's an already on a global map, but you're contributing to this. Yeah. What kind of plans do you have to push this further? Or you're enough with this? No, definitely not enough. Um, there's so much more that I want to do. You know, I think in the entertainment industry in Dubai, if you look around you and all the concerts and uh, all the music festivals and all the clubs, it's we're importing uh, talent all the time. And one day I was, and I used to do work in radio, I used to interview a lot of people and mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm tired of interviewing every, all the celebrities and like opening up for them on stage. Like I want to be the guy who gets interviewed. I want to be the guy who does a main mm -hmm. set. Um, and I want to be the guy who goes on a world tour and I want somebody in another country to be like, oh, we got this guy from Dubai coming over here. Like, you know, like that, that that's always been my dream to go on a stage and hold the UAE flag up, like how other artists do with their country. Like that is literally like. But if you tell me what you're going to do, the next couple of years to make this happen so i think music is is my calling mm -hmm. like you know i've uh, i've always had uh, my fingers and a lot of pies i i always say the, the there's a there's a saying the jack of all trade and the master of none. none and that's been the gift and the curse for me like would i if i go back would i change it probably not because i enjoyed the journey and mm -hmm. the journey was important for me but now that i think about like you know the goal the end goal is definitely music so you know i'm in the studio working on my album i have a record deal situation which will be announced soon as well and you know have a great song as my first song as a feature which should be coming out at the beginning of next year so the music is really it like i want to be releasing music and i want to go on tours uh that's that's it love that yeah. what's your favorite one it's a hard question and you sometimes it's not a good question from what? my songs you mean yeah. very, hard, you. very hard very yeah. hard i think every situation i have a song which could be uh, the right song for the mood but i believe my best song i haven't released it yet oh okay <laughs> yeah and i think it's a good it's a good mentality to have as well because if you always say that yeah, and you think my, you have this was the best well true. the next one's gonna be better yeah, like true. always i always think that true, i don't true. know this is, it's like um it's like a pair of jeans or a shirt like when you wear it after a while you're it's like done. i need yeah, a new one yeah, you know true. like it's not that i hate it we were, we were hearing before you come, Hala Wallah. Am I correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're hearing it. Hala Wallah is probably, it's probably the one that uh, is the first time I got guys to sing in Arabic on mm -hmm. it. It's an international feature. Yeah. It was a special moment. Oh. I recorded the music video in three different places. It, it was definitely a good one. And also, I always think about a song like Hala Wallah. It teaches like someone who doesn't speak Arabic. Like, mm -hmm. yo, Hala Wallah, what does that mean? Exactly. You know, so I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's definitely... Uh, yeah, if I had to choose, it would probably be Hello Allah right now. I, I helped you. I helped you. <laughs> but if I'm drinking a karak, then it's karak. If it's my birthday, then I like my song, It's Your Birthday. <laughs> AI mm -hmm. now is disrupting a lot of businesses. Right. And I'm sure 100% one of them is music. The DJ world, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. How do you see it and how, how will you going to adapt to this? Like everything else that came in to disrupt the world, uh, you know, you have to learn to either work with it or watch the ship sail without you. True. You know, that's the bottom line. The ship is always going to arrive at the dock. You decide you're going to jump on this ship or you're going to sit on that island because that ship is definitely going to sail and you don't Whether know where you it's like going it to. Yeah. Mm. Better to go on the ship, see where it goes, and then have a life jacket and jump yeah. on and <laughs> in case you need to jump on another ship. But that's just part of it. But look, there's, there's, it's a little scary for sure, yeah. but there's also um, a lot of positives. You know, AI and, you know, what kind of uh, technology and AI can help, uh, you know, cure cancer. Mm -hmm. What kind of technology can help us uh, do our job more efficiently, sure. write better letters, create... Be more efficient, be more productive. Definitely, yeah. yeah. There's definitely... Uh, I think the human element will always be there. 
But, you know, those jobs where before it was like, you know, the person who was pa- passing you the cup that you can reach yeah. for, that person is getting, the middleman is going to get eliminated. But tell us, so for our understanding, we know, for example, if we, we want to write a letter, yeah. we use ChatGPT. Yeah. For in DJing, what can AI do? Literally, what, what is the possibility? That's a great <laughs> question. So there's a, you know, there's a technology now where you can get um, your voice right now. You can just re- say something and it can change your voice to Drake's voice. There's already that technology. Mm-hmm. Then there's also chat GDP. You can go in there and be like, oh, do I say that right? I always make GPT. A, GPT. Uh, GDP. <laughs> I always say GTP. G- Economics. GGE. <laughs> so you can go in there and say, write me a song that Drake would write. So it would write you exactly a song that Drake would have written because the words are right. You take yeah. these words, you put into another AI software, you say, wrap this like Drake, and then you've got the thing. Now, Ooh. I know what you're thinking, like you're stealing somebody's uh, property, mm-hmm. right? But that's the extreme point, which eventually they will tackle. Mm-hmm. What I can do is I have a song right now and I need a song with a rapper that's gonna sound like a Drake, for example. Mm-hmm. So I go in there, I can make it and put it over my song, then I have a reference so then I can, you know what ah, I mean? Got it. Uh-huh. So you can do stuff like that. So it's definitely helping in that sense. I don't know if it's necessarily also like AI, but even our DJ software, you know, before people used to say, hey, can you remove the vocals uh, or make true. the acapella? Yeah. It was like, no, we cannot. You cannot just do it from your physical yeah, equipment. True. There's softwares that can do it, but now Super easy, you can man. do it live in your DJ set. You press one button, it's acapella. No way. And I'm guessing it has something to do with uh, AI in some way or mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have some daily habits and routines because what I read about you is you have, for example, night rituals that you do mm-hmm. and some affirmations. Can you share with us and how you believe in this, and how it came to you? So, you know, I try to stay close as close as possible to, you know, reminding myself to do these things all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm not always that great because it's, it's a typical thing that we do, right? We never think about God until something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing you say? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. what happened to, oh, my God, when nothing was going on? So I think the same thing applies to like, uh, you know, affirmations or whatnot. So, you know, I'm a big believer of like vision boards. I did a vision board once and like literally 90% of them came true Mm -hmm. to like the point where the car that I put on there, the exact same car I was driving it, like exactly the same. I put a picture of, uh, I'll give you another great example. Like I put a picture of an island. Like I was fascinated by these islands that had these like bungalow, you know, I always loved it. So I just Googled bungalow. Villa Island. Got a picture, I put it on there. You will not believe, when I went on my honeymoon, I went to that exact same island and I got that same picture that I put on my vision board. I took it from the plane myself. No way. Yes, because what I did is I I found that picture. I'm like, when I was looking for this, uh, I, like uh, hotels in the Maldives, mm-hmm. I'm like, these look a lot like my one, vision board. Yeah. So I found the picture, Google searched the picture, it found me the name of the hotel resort, the hotel resort, yeah. and then I booked that. So literally, the picture that I have on my vision board, I took it myself from a seaplane at the top. Wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the vision board. The affirmations, I think, is very important. So you can forget to do things. You know, I I know the story about the pilots. Pilots mm-hmm. know how to fly the plane, but yeah. if anytime you walk past a pilot's uh, okay. uh, cockpit. He's always reading a book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. Anytime you go in there, True. he's cross-checking everything. Why? Because a pilot knows that he's got a very serious job to, to fly a plane with all these people. So he's not going to rely on his memory True. To, to know what he did. So the same thing applies to affirmations, right? I know my affirmations inside out. Do I read them every day? No, but I took it and I stuck it on my uh, mirror in the bathroom because that's the first place I go in the morning and that's the, really the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you brush your teeth, wash your face, you look up, boom, right there. Yeah. So, you know, if I didn't have it over there, I didn't have it on my phone, it didn't work. I printed, put it on my table, but I wasn't always at my table. So, you know, it's just a reminder. So, you know, it's, it's and it's very basic, not basic, but it's like just general stuff. So, do you mind sharing? Yeah. So it's I have an abundance of energy. I'm free of pain. Today's my day. Today I'll change my life. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm love. Unlimited energy will find me today. Today I'm a magnet for ideas. I'll be a giver of love today. The sunlight fills me with confidence. Whatever challenges come my way, I will overcome them. Today I'll learn and grow. I'll be a better person today. I'll help someone today. I love who I see in the mirror. Success will find me today. I'm grateful for another day to shine. Today is full of possibilities and I will be fearless today. Oh. <laughs> and you do this I do that at the end yeah I love that because at the end of it it's like I'm gonna be fearless today you go out with that kind of energy and like 
the, you're ready for the day. You said fearlessness. This is a nice thing to face challenges. Yeah. Right? Mm. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times that we don't do things or like things stop us, it's really because of fear. Like fear is one of the number one things to like get over. A lot of times like people's like, oh, I don't like... Uh, Uh, skydiving, for example, you think that they have a fear of flights, but they don't. They have a fear of the unknown. They have a fear of what they do not know and what they're not used to or a certain food or anything for that matter, right? And also, I feel like if you if you really like researched it and like talked yourself through it, there's always a way over. And that's what I think our gift is compared to like, I th- you know, like we're all mammals, we're all animals, right? Mm. But what made us different than than a lion or a tiger or an elephant It's our brain. So, you know, to be able to think about things and to be able to overcome these kind of situations, because yes, a lion knows how to hunt probably better than anyone, but you put him in a maze, he's not necessarily going to get out of it. But True. the human mind and what God gave us is our is our brain. So I feel like just like using it to its maximum potential is is the is the key in that kind of situation. Can I ask you what inspired you to have this kind of affirmation? Something related to Will Smith or something like that? I mean, Will Smith, I I think he's one of the like, When you sit with him in a room, like yeah. he's just like it's just affirmation printer. Yeah. Like he's just printing it. It's amazing. Like it's so he's like one of the most genuine, amazing people you'll ever meet. Um, it was always around me. I feel like it was a calling that you know, like you know that feeling you get in your gut mm-hmm. that you're not sure what it is. Like you do, you shouldn't ignore yeah. it. And it's just one of those things that I feel really good when I'm close to it. I, and I'm not gonna lie, I do drift away sometimes. I don't read those affirmations all the yeah. time. But when I do, when I do get into the affirmations, when I start believing myself mm. in what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna go out and get it, like I see results. Primes you up. I mean, I told you, I put a picture of an island on my yeah. vision board and I was in the island. So it was like, it was, and by the way, if I show you the vision board, like there's a lot of stuff in there. Like there was a picture, like I put a, I put a picture of Will Smith mm-hmm. on my vision board. I I put a picture of him and his wife on a red carpet yeah. and I put a picture of him and his wife and his kids as another one to show like sort mm-hmm. of like family. family. And then two years later I meet him. Um one of the times listen to this, this is crazy. One of the times I meet him was when I was hosting the Oscars on the red carpet. Um I met his kids in Dubai randomly also. And then I put another picture of like a private jet. I always thought it'd be fascinating to like fly private jet. I I, I ended up flying a private jet with like one of uh, the guys that I know in America. Like it's just like the black, I, I put a car, like I put a black, black Tahoe. You know, one yeah, of those like in America, yeah, those true, black, true. full black. Yeah. I put that, that became Done. my car. Like I found it somehow. My friend called me like, yo, I have a guy who's selling a Tahoe. No, I'm like, what? So the thing is like, people tell you like, look, you cannot put a picture of, I put a picture of Emirates first class. I got upgraded to first class one time. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. It's a lot, I'm telling you. So it's hard to ignore it. The que- mm-hmm. To answer the question, it's actually very easy for, for someone like me to believe it because it's happened. Mm-hmm. It's hard for the person who mm-hmm. nothing has happened to. True. But you know what's the problem with that person? Mm-hmm. They're dealing with, one is probably fear. The second is he just doesn't believe it. He's like, man, if you tell me this paper is uh, going to turn black, it's not going to turn back. True. It's white, you know, yeah. like... It's like that True. disbelief is not gonna self doubt. I won't be able to make it. Yeah, and, 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 uh... but no, like I can tell you, like I can, th- I can turn this paper, paper paper black for you. You're gonna tell me no, it's not possible. Yeah. I'll tell you. Well, okay. give me give me thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? True. You gotta yeah. believe. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the most important you thing. You know, scientifically, vision boards work because it works on part of our brain called RAS, which is the reticular activating system. Yeah. It makes you focus on these, even if you're not working towards it 100%. Yeah. But it's always in my mind, you want to manifest this. Absolutely. So I love these as well. Look, I'll, t- I'll give you another example, just to make it easier, because I know there's people who are watching right now, they're yeah. still thinking, oh man, this guy, like he has his life easy. By the way, my life was not easy at all. I had to work towards getting everything. I'll give you another example, which will give you the answer. You want to go buy a Mercedes G-Class, mm-hmm. right? What happens that whole week? You go to the showroom, you see a G class, you True. call, uh, you check Dubizzo. What happens on the road when you're driving? What do you see? You keep tracking. You keep yeah. seeing G classes, yeah, right? But why does that happen? It's not like these cars weren't in the mm-hmm. road before. They were all there. But no, you made a decision that you want a G class. Now you're seeing it everywhere. So why don't you just do the same with money? Just picture a million dollars. What What do you think is going to happen? You're going to start seeing money. F- opportunities, opportunities, yeah. opportunities. If I ask you what is success for you and did it change over you? your career yeah what is success for you now and did it change yeah i mean my my i think my theory about what success is um has changed like many many times as a young you know when i was young it meant one thing i think it wasn't always money related for sure i I always think that money can come and go but success i think is what can allow you to make money forever Mm -hmm. 
Um, your values about what success is like changes when you get when you have a family, when you get married, when you have kids, completely different as well. Um, when you're in business also, there's a different meaning to what success is. So success can mean different things in different situations. I think sure. success in a relationship can be different. Success in life can be different. Success in money can be different because, you know, what, what I need or what I want is very different from what you want and what you need. So we cannot really quantify what success... But I'll tell you, majority of the people that I sit with, when I ask them, what is success for you? Yeah. The answer, like I would say 90% of the answers is, I wake up and I do whatever I want. Is it that you now or not? Wake up and do whatever I want. I mean, I could wake up and do whatever I want, but I believe if I did that, I wouldn't be successful. True, true. <laughs> That's why I'm for telling long, 90% for of long, people. <laughs> for long. For a period of time, yes. Do you have a hidden talent or a skill that nobody knows? A hidden talent. Well, I play the guitar and drums. I think a few people know, uh, you know, if you dive deep into it. Uh, but it was really my first, first sort of taste in music, you know, playing the guitar and drums. So that was really the first thing. Uh, but no, I'm a, I'm a very public person as well. Like I always share everything with, uh, you know, people on social yeah. media or in life. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm, pr I'm pretty public in that sense. Cool. Then what will be your aspirations and goals personally and professionally? I think personally, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm, you know, in the house enough for my family, for my wife and my kids and like be able to like, uh, you know, be a role model for, for my kids, especially. I think we went through a generational change. I think I don't know if uh, you feel this way, too, but, you know, I came from a family of my mom raised five kids by yeah. herself mm -hmm. um, and my dad went to work all True. day. He like he wasn't always like uh, there, like picking us up, dropping us. It was my mom doing it. She was cooking for us, raising us like she raised five kids by herself. And then she said that like on the kid number three, she got help. And I have like two people helping me with like two kids right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, so we're seeing a generational change. But and also like the Arab father is very, very hard. You know, they want man up, you know. <laughs> and and for me, I have a different relationship with, uh, you know, my kids, my son and my daughter. You know, it's it's more based on love and trust and and motivation and uh, and making sure that um I'm I'm there witnessing what they're doing to like not got send them in, in the direction, but just to Advise watch from a them. distance and also Advise. like you know understand what who they are and because each person is different, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I want to personally. I definitely want to make sure that like no matter what I do, I'm there to be part of this journey. And me personally, I love kids as well. So mm -hmm. this is like you know to have my own kids is is How amazing. Old are they? They're five and three. Five and three. Okay. Yeah. Let's say mm. not. Let's say this video will be on the internet for quite long. Yeah. Okay. So when your kids become almost like I would say 10, 15, yeah, and they will see this yeah podcast. I want you to look at the camera and tell them something from 2023 wow. that they will see. Say like in 10 years time right? wow um all right i mean first of all my son zayed like uh that was my first born you uh you really taught me something new coming into this world because i really thought i already experienced love to the maximum but you know when i saw my own baby like that's where i really learned the meaning of true love and uh to my daughter mira same thing however taught me what feminine love is in a completely different Whoa. completely different uh experience and situation so first of all you know i want to tell you that and just watching you guys grow i feel like when i watch them there's a little bit of me there's a little bit of yeah. my wife and then there's a little bit of themselves so it's amazing because every time i see them do something i'm like oh that's me or that's my wife i'm like oh but that's wow. you so you know it's i think you know god's greatest creation like i was <laughs> i was telling somebody the other day who was uh who had a baby i'm like isn't that crazy like a human being is sure. born into this world as a result of two people so you know i always tell them and i, and I tell them and, and they, they hear this from me all the time i always tell them i'm like thank you so much for making me a dad and my son says why you were a regular person before that i'm like yeah i was a regular person before that um but yeah it's it's a it's a continuous journey and if you guys are watching this right now, which uh, I'm sure you will, I can't wait to to learn more from you and, and just be on this journey together for as long as possible. I love it. Wow, you could, you almost got me a little emotional. <laughs> my my voice was shaking a little bit. What about professionally? What will be your goals professionally? I think professionally, I've got to start taking a step back from a lot of things that I've, uh, you know, I told you the jack of all trades and having my finger in a lot of pies, you know, with things like uh, my coffee shop, Karak Inc. I have a barbershop, Beats and Cuts. I have a talent agency with like 15 DJs. We used to do events. My dad's business, which I'm running for him, I think it's time for me to, you know, say, guys, 
I need to Somebody focus on me. Because I think if, if I put 20% into all of these five things, I'm only going to get 20 back. Let's say it doubles, that's 40. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's a good that's a good ratio. If I put 100% into my music and, you know, what my true love is and my calling, and I get 100% back or 200% back, I think that will, true. you know, be able to 100%. get me to where I want to go both mentally, you know, uh, be happy and also career-wise as well. Mm -hmm. What will be the biggest, I would not say like the coming project that people should wait from you? Definitely my new album and my new songs. So mm -hmm. it's nothing like you've heard before. You know, I'm in a great situation with some great people as well, which I'm going to announce soon as well. And this new music you're going to hear, it's 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 just completely different. Wow. Uh, you know, I have some stuff that's very like, you know, dance music. And then I'm definitely trying to like incorporate more Arabic stuff to really not wave the flag for the UAE, but for the whole Middle East and the Arab world as a whole, you know, mm -hmm. to be on a global stage and to, to, to do that and hopefully pave the way for the next generation okay. and generations after that to understand that they can also do it. When do you should expect the next release? Hopefully January. Yeah, we'll January. And I've got a feature uh, rapper on there from America too. So it's going to be... A bomb. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward. Thank you. We have a section here called the Alpha Quickfire Insights. Okay. I'm going to shoot quick questions. Mm -hmm. And you can answer I skip? Us. Can I skip if I want to of or no? Of course. <laughs> I will delete. <laughs> so the first one, a person who influenced you the most in your life. Wow. Look, I'm. this is going to sound crazy. I'm going to say myself. Like I literally... It's not going to be a quick fire. Yeah. I will pause here. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. I looked for inspiration in a lot of uh, people, but the place where I found the inspiration and the answers to get to where I am today, I had to look in the mirror a lot, a lot. Mm. I had to criticize myself, talk to myself, and I had to work on it myself as well. So it like really self-inspired. I love it. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite book? The Alchemist, because oh. it's the first book I ever read. Man. <laughs> you too? Exactly. <laughs> I think because I never really read books and everyone said if you didn't if you don't ever read a book like it's definitely Paulo Coelho like yeah, his books are the best. True, um, true, true. So if you've never read a book, I would say The Alchemist. Uh, right now I'm reading a book called The One Thing. It's also a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's a very good one. It's yeah. a very good one. Uh, that's why you're focusing on this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. What is your favorite movie genre? Movie genre? Definitely not horror. I don't yeah. know why. It scares me now. <laughs> I like comedy movies. Yeah. I like comedy Cheer because up. it makes me feel better. You know, and I love that era of comedy when we were growing up, things like Mrs. Doubtfire oh and like God, yeah. uh, mm, nice ones. Martin Lawrence yeah. and like all those. <laughs> those are good yeah. movies, good days. <laughs> what is your biggest, I would say, life biggest regret? My life's biggest regret. No regrets, really. No regrets. At all. No. No. I believe that everything in life is a lesson and um I never stopped and be like, this thing really ruined me or stopped me. I feel like, okay, this thing was a really bad thing that happened to me. How can I not do it next time? And how can I be better? How can I overcome this? And it was always mm -hmm. a lesson. So I, I don't feel like, no regrets. No, no regrets. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I used to be a night owl. Now mm -hmm. I'm an early bird. And if I'm DJing, I'm yeah, a little bit later. Course. But if I'm not, I love waking up early in the morning. Like, I think... It's the early, what did they say? The early bird that catches the morning worm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is definitely truth into it. Look, I used to, I'm a creative person. Mm -hmm. I used to be up all night. Yes. I felt like the night was perfect. No one was awake. Mm -hmm. The energy was right. But I realized more and more, and if you look at the history of successful yeah. people, wealthy people, rich people, mm -hmm. they are all early morning, morning people. people. Five o'clock in the morning, up, up and ready to go. True. Because they say, you want to be up three hours before the guy who's exactly. the CEO. True, true. Are you, you like tea or coffee? I like karak. Water. Two <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> water. I need a karak in the morning. I need a karak in the <laughs> Tea, definitely tea. Tea. Beach or mountains? Oh, mountains. Oof. Okay, dogs or cats? Dogs. Your morning routine is usually gym or sleep in? Sleep in. Ideally, gym. Mm -hmm. Gym, yeah. Get the blood pumping yeah. in the morning, yeah. Favorite travel destination? My favorite place to go in the world is Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I know it's not uh, It's not one of those um, typical, answer, yeah, typical places. True. The reason why I like Los Angeles is, one, it's an entertainment capital. Mm -hmm. The second thing is I feel at home over there. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like, mm -hmm. what you speak like. You go in there, you go into any uh, coffee shop or meet people, you fit in right away. And also... 
I can drive over there. I rent mm-hmm. a car, and I whenever I go there, I rarely stay at hotels. I stay in Airbnbs. I want to uh, feel yeah, like I'm at home. Cool. I go shopping in the supermarket. There's an experience in America which is very unique to it. Yeah, yeah. because as, if you grew up watching Hollywood films and you go to Hollywood, then it's mm. like whoa, like I've seen this yeah. before. So yeah, I like going there. It's like is for for me like if I if you if you told me hey here's a ticket where do you want to go right now for a month it would be L A. Uh, L A. Oh yeah, city living or countryside. Uh, city living. Uh, <laughs> I'm considering. I'm considering countryside, but yeah. I'm just one of those people who likes to get out of my house and get to where yeah. I. You know, I I just can't do this um, commuting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise or sunset? Wow, that's a good one. I'm gonna say sunrise. Oh, early, okay. Early the er, the yeah. the the early morning energy yeah, is different. True, yeah. True. Sunset's beautiful, but yeah. it goes it goes very quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a car or a bike? A bicycle or a bi- motorbike? A, a motorbike. Motorbike? No, a car. I don't uh, know how to ride a bike. Okay. <laughs> Favorite cuisine? Favorite cuisine is my mom's cuisine, like everything she makes. she makes. Yeah, it's like she, she makes a bit of everything. But my mom, honestly, like it's very hard to compete with her. I don't know if everyone says this, but yeah. I mean, we get a lot of people come over to my house like your mom cooks so good. But my mom's <laughs> cooking is like something else. Yeah. Next episode or next we need to try. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Favorite color? Favorite color? Black. Black. Okay. Car brand. Oh man, they're gonna have to put some money in my pocket to answer this question. <laughs> I mean, I don't usually like Maserati, but if they sent me a car, Maserati is oh, okay, my favorite yeah. car. <laughs> I mean, Ferraris are hard to drive daily, but if they gave me a Ferrari, like It's Ferraris funny. are comfortable to drive too. Um, okay. And I'm just gonna say, look. Cadillacs are too big. big. But if they gave me a Cadillac, I mean, it's not that big. <laughs> well said. Well said. I gave you three opp- opportunities yeah. for a sponsor for the show. Done, done, done. What about the watch? Watch. So I'm Apple Watch all the time. And if I do go out and I have to wear another watch, yeah. uh, I've got the, the, the Rolex, which they call the Batman or the Pepsi, yeah, which is black and white. True. So I always go d- double watch. Mm. And I'm also like pretty fascinated, but I have a... I forgot what it's called. I, I did a I did a collaboration once with Tag Heuer, and uh, I wasn't really like into it, but they gave me a pretty nice watch, black and red. And mm-hmm. funny enough, here's here's the thing. One of the things I put on my vision board was a black and red watch. Now it wasn't the AP that yeah. I put on there, or I, was it a Hublot? I can't remember. Yeah. But but that's another watch that I got, so I like that. And then I think my next watch will be an AP probably. Mm-hmm. I like APs. The best. Yeah. The best. <laughs> I keep doing this. Somebody's got to come through. Exactly. I used to do this on my vlog. Like how, all the... how did you find an alpha for you? How do I find an alpha? No, define. Oh. An alpha for you? We are in the alpha talks. Yeah. So how do you define what's an alpha? That's a great question. I mean, when we first started and you, your intro, you were mentioning it so much. I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a great term. I think it's a great term. And I was thinking after this podcast, I wanted to actually go into... dissecting this word and where it comes from and yeah. uh and and what it's about because it, it's 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 really like a like a what do you call from it like the top of the pack you know if, like the, a, animal, the lion the, yeah. yeah what defines them i think characteristics for sure i think times have changed right now you don't have to be an alpha all the time you have to decide when you put your alpha on and off but i definitely think in life everyone whether you're a kid a woman a guy or whatever You have to find your alpha within yourself and figure out when you need to bring this alpha out True. because this this world that we live in requires uh, exactly. some alpha mm-hmm. sometimes. Like you can't say, oh, well, you know, it depends on what life you want to live. But if mm-hmm. you out there and you want to go and achieve, achieve, like you have to be in this conversation I about love, alphas. I love how you define it. Yeah. Exactly. And actually, honestly, after you talked about it, I was like, I'm going to go home and like, I want to dissect this a little bit more. And tell me what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. great. Yeah. What kind of message do you want to leave our audience today with? It's been an amazing actually, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Chat. So what kind of message? Whatever it comes to. I mean, I want it to be a message of inspiration. I want, uh, you know, people to, to hear this interview and, uh, you know, learn from it. I want them to take away, like, lessons from it where they can adapt in their daily life. Like, I think that's, you know, that's something I'd, I'd love to do in sort of the music industry. Yeah. But just as a whole in life, like, you always see me talking to... people in my team or family members and you know trying to like inspire them to 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 be better and uh you know sometimes i'm not saying that i'm perfect and i'm always right like i'm the one i'm the first one who looks in the mirror and says you know let's fix like mm-hmm. let's let's start with the man in the mirror first 
but I hope to like inspire and like help people wherever possible. Like the one thing that you have on me, like you might, if, if we ran a marathon, um, I'm not quitting till we reach the finish mm-hmm. line. Like that's me. And by the way, that is true. Yeah. Last year I ran the New York marathon. It took mm-hmm. me seven hours, but I'm like, I'm not quitting till I Whoa. get to the end of the, so, so that's my, that's sort of my belief. Like, I'm making it to the finish line. Maybe it will take me a day. Maybe it'll take me two days or whatever, but I'm, I'm not a quitter because quitters don't win and winners don't quit. True. I love that. Yeah. We have a ritual in the Alpha Talks podcast. It's called the Alpha Talks memoir. Yeah. So it's like a journal mm-hmm. where the alpha guest make through things, three things. One of them is to write about the experience in the Alpha Talks podcast. Yeah. The second is to write a question to the next alpha a guest, nice. which is a way of communicating together. Nice. Though they don't know who's writing the question, okay? Yeah. And the third, what's gonna be your recommendation for an alpha guest that will really inspire our audience? So these are the three things. Okay. Before we move to this, I will do it off shooting. I will ask the you question from last time. Exactly. Here we go. What made you come up with the name Alpha Talks, by the way? Because I, I created a movement called the Alpha Movement. Yeah. And part, a pillar from it is an Alpha Talks, which is like the show. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is the Alpha Vault, which is training. Nice. Uh, then the, what else? Alpha Books series. Yeah. But I love the name. It's you like, love it, yeah? Uh, I feel like it represents you a lot too, right? So much. Yeah. yeah when you way. say it, it's like, mm, you own it. Deep, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Deep. And there's a magazine also, Alpha Mag. So it's nice. Like four pillars in it. Amazing, So man. the question is, What's uh what one skill do you regret not learning and why have you still not done it? I don't think it's your character, but wow, that's uh, a but it's a great question though for for someone like me. What is the one skill I regret not learning? I'll be honest, I wish I focused a little bit more on Arabic, mm-hmm. you know, because uh I was so focused on English media, English TV yeah. and radio and uh, and that's the sort of the line that I wanted to go to. I do I do feel like I wish I learned it better. I mean, I can have a full conversation with someone. It's mm-hmm. just I'm not, when I went through not my TV or radio days, I couldn't do like presenting Arabic. But then again, I always say like you master one. Like mm-hmm. I've, you know, like you really do well in one and then people like really applaud you for like, people like, sure. oh my God, you're really from here? You never left? You sound like that? I'm like, yes, I really do you remember sound. when we were sitting yeah, there? Did yeah. you speak Arabic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people. Bomb, yeah, so yeah, you speak yeah. Arabic. A lot of people say that. So I think, yeah. And I'm trying not, not to make the same mistake with my, my son, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like speak to him in Arabic. Arabic. I'm, I'm trying to make Arabic songs so he can learn yeah. Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Marwan, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank really you so much. It. It's an honor. And it was a great conversation. Thank you. I hope we will do another one. For sure. After the song releases in Jan. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Roman. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you, exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.